Chapter 8 of Silver Chimes in Syria Glimpses of a Missionary's Experiences. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Elsie Selwyn. Silver Chimes in Syria Glimpses of a Missionary's Experiences by William S. Nelson. Chapter 8 Persecution late one afternoon as i was sitting in my study the doorbell rang and a young man from hamath entered showing every token of great excitement and fatigue he had just arrived on the diligence from homs as soon as he was sufficiently composed to give me a clear story he told me that the preacher in hamath had been suddenly arrested by the local authorities and after somewhat rough treatment had been sent under guard to damascus a journey of five days on horseback as it was before the era of railroads so far as i could learn from my informant the case was one of flagrant persecution with no culpable occasion behind it the first thing to be done was to quiet the excitement of our friend who had brought the word himself rather than trust a written message giving him a chance to rest i made hasty arrangements for a night ride to beirut the moon would rise about ten o'clock and i arranged for two riding horses to be ready for us before midnight we set out together through the olive orchids under the witchery of the moonlight it would have been a pleasant experience under other circumstances the road follows the general line of the seashore at times close to the breaking waves and again rising on a rocky bluff at whose base the blue sea keeps up an incessant murmur in the silent night the play of advancing and retreating waves gives a constantly varied effect of light and sound before noon we reached beirut and consulted with various missionary friends in the consuls of america england and germany who take an interest in matters affecting the protestants in turkey it was decided that our hamath friend should go at once to damascus while i awaited word from him whether my presence was needed the following day a telegram agreed upon between us brought the brief message better come the old french diligence in those days made the trip across mount lebanon to damascus in something over thirteen hours a rather fatiguing day on the evening of my arrival we had a conference of the immediate circle of friends and the arrested man himself was among us this was a thoroughly characteristic incident under turkish administration and so merits a word of explanation during the journey from Hamath to Damascus, friendly relations had been established between the prisoner and his escort, so that the latter were willing to accommodate their prisoner in any reasonable measure. It was agreed upon that they should not announce their arrival nor report to their superiors for a few days, until the prisoner secured a little rest and made arrangements for his defense. Hence I was informed by our friend himself that he would not arrive in Damascus officially for several days it is needless to go into all the details of this event but the animating cause of the incident has its humorous as well as its enlightening side some time before our friend had wished to compliment the man who was at the time governor of hamath being of a literary turn he wrote a flattering poem to present on a suitable occasion indiscreetly he worked into his poem serious reflections on another man who was the governor's enemy and who held a similar post at a distance the governor was so pleased that the poem was printed for distribution, and a copy reached the hands of the other man, who was naturally not pleased with it. In the subsequent shifting of appointments, this very man became governor of Hamath, and found a way to vent his spite at the poet. When looked at from a safe perspective, most of the so-called persecution in Syria has a predominant touch of humor in it. 
the most convenient and suitable place for the tripoli missionary families to spend their summers is in the village of hadeth close to the summer seat of the maronite patriarch the whole valley is considered sacred and hence strongly guarded against the pollution of any heretical evangelical influences for a number of years the ecclesiastics tried in every way they could devise to make us trouble and to prevent our securing houses in the town or finding any comfort when we did so during one summer they were especially aggressive and seemed determined to be rid of us the priests warned everyone against serving us in any way and against selling us anything to eat for a few days our servant had to go to a neighboring town to buy supplies the woman who had been doing our washing sent word she could not come a special conclave assembled and summoned our landlord threatening all sorts of vengeance if he did not turn us out they said that a mob would destroy his house over our heads the poor old man came to me in great fear knowing the unscrupulousness of his opponents and thinking they might get up some false accusation against him in the government and cast him into prison or subject him to needless loss or expense i assured him they would not dare touch us or attack his property and that the whole plan was to frighten us into leaving town if possible i told him that we were to leave on a certain day in october when the hostile party learned this they drew up a pledge that the americans were to be expelled from town on the day i had indicated under a forfeit of fifty pounds from the landlord to the local church he was also required to go to the church and apologize publicly to the people kiss the floor of the church in front of the picture of the virgin and pay a pound into the treasury he was then accepted as in good and regular standing and all waited for the appointed day unfortunately i did not know of this until it was too late to change our plans on the day appointed we left home with our household goods and as we rode away we heard the church bells ringing out a peal of rejoicing to celebrate the cleansing of the town times have changed now and the same priest who led in the opposition then will call upon us and crack jokes about the times gone by end of chapter eight Recording by Elsie Selwyn.